Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Common Chaos Podcast, your one-stop shop for that beautiful balance of chaos and order. This is the podcast where we discuss life, the good, the bad, all the ugly in between, and I am your host, Brian Kern, here to bring you a balanced perspective on everyday topics. Today, I am joined by my good friend Trent Knox, the original guest of the Common Chaos Podcast. He was on episode one of this show. Uh, back in 2017 and since then me and him have worked together on several projects went in, went into business together uh, did Austin live and local which was a local production uh, content company if you will and just had the opportunity of expanding my career in many ways working together with with Trent who is a, uh, a very smart kid a uh, very creative person he in his own right has his grip on the content creator world here in Austin, Texas, and yeah, just an all-around cool dude. So generally, we get on here and we do a year in review, or a year in preview, right? We follow the Knives episode, the Knives Monroe episode, and a review of the year that that passed, and try to give our predictions for the year coming up, and I had Trent in to uh, chat with me not once, but twice this week, uh, because the first episode, which you're about to listen to, didn't necessarily go as planned. We kind of just got into the weeds and started discussing relationships, both interpersonal uh, relationships and uh, relationships with like ourselves, uh, or maybe with you know the idea of ourselves, if you will. Uh, and then we get into like social abilities and where maybe we are post-pandemic in a world where. You know, how easy is it to go out and get a job? How easy is it to go out and get a mate? How easy is it to go out and get money? And how easy is it to go out and live your life in a world that seems to be uh, at clash in a lot of ways? So, yeah, needless to say, we didn't really talk about 2023 much at all. Uh, In this episode or the second episode, which has also been released, so you can check them both out. But yeah, me and Trent, just going off. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I got to talk about the sponsors of this great podcast. The first of those sponsors is going to be Phoenix Fit. That's fnxfit.com. You can head over to that website and save yourself 15% on anything and everything. They are a fitness supplement company. Uh, They are also a gym based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, one of the fastest growing supplement and fitness companies in the United States right now. They are 100% manufactured and produced here in the United States as well. Uh, so they are a homegrown company, if you will. And the product I'm going to talk about today is their Revive Complex. It's going to be their natural testosterone support for men. And it is a supplement that I have taken before. I recently got re-upped on it and I enjoy it. You know, I think that this is a supplement and I've talked about me being 35. I probably am eventually going to have to, you know, start replacing my testosterone in, in a way since, you know, I'm getting older. And uh, that's kind of a scary thing to think about, right? And so I'm constantly trying to take my vitamins and just stay as healthy as I can at 35. And I'm feeling great. And one of the things that I've taken is their Revive Complex. It's, again, their natural testosterone booster. The ingredients in it, you're obviously going to have your zinc and your magnesium uh, for your internal health with the bones and your joints. But it's going to also have a couple things that are said to naturally produce testosterone in the body. One of those things is going to be horny goat weed. We all like some horny goat weed, don't we? I mean, that's uh, that's one of my favorite ingredients, I think, of all time, if I can be honest. And long jack. Long jack is also another ingredient in this. And uh, you know what? 
give it to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just give, give, give me whatever, whatever long jack you can. We also have some saw pimento berries and some hawthorn berries in here as well. Uh, again, it is their natural testosterone booster. It is called the Revive Complex. You can check it out and save yourself 15% on it at phoenixfit.com. That's F-N-X-F-I-T.com. Don't forget, with every item that you purchase through the website, a gallon of fresh water gets donated to someone in need, and they have just hit 800,000 gallons of water. So Phoenix Fit is killing the game. A great community-based project where they're giving out free water, access to water, access to clean sanitation to those not just in the United States either, but all around the world that need it. You can head on over to their website and check out their live free program. Once again, that's fnxfit.com. Save yourself 15% by using the promo code chaos, FNX. That's chaos, FNX at checkout, phoenixfit.com. Take a sip of this coffee real quick. I also ordered some athletic greens, by the way, and uh, I'm getting sent some rebalance greens, which are Phoenix Fit's version of like your daily green vitamin intake, right? Uh, and so I'm going to be comparing the two. It's going to, I'm not going to like next episode or whatever. I'm actually going to, you know, take them for a couple weeks and see where I'm at, but I'm going to try to compare the two and see, you know, where they stand in like taste, flavor. I know AG1 or athletic greens, whatever they're calling it now is the bee's knees, so... I'm going to get that and try to replace this little coffee habit I have. Second sponsor of the podcast is going to be Fightback CBD. That's fightbackcbd.com. You can save 20% on anything and everything that they have to offer. Fightback CBD is a uh, CBD product. I was going to say it's probably the best CBD product, but that's just me being uh, my opinion. Uh, but it is one of the fastest growing CBD products here in Texas. Uh, Justin McClenney was on my episode, episode or on my podcast, episode 59. You can check it out and learn all there is you need to know about Fightback CBD. But most importantly, you know that you can get some high quality, high tested CBD products that also include your legal strains. So if you're into the Delta 8, the Delta 10, the Delta 9s, uh, you can also get some of those products through fightbackcbd.com as well. He offers his CBD products, not in just uh, your tinkerture drops, which is the standard way, but he also has them in vapes. You can get them in roll-on applicators. Uh, so if you're into working out and you have sore joints or muscles, or you go and you get some massage and your body's tender and you know you got some aches and pains and you need some topical relief you can get his roll-on applicators uh which are fantastic he has bath bombs which feel great if you're into taking hot baths or epsom salt baths or just baths in general uh my favorite product from him is the nighttime version of his tincture uh it's the 750 milligram has some lavender and some melatonin in it it'll put your ass to sleep uh, I actually take that back. My brand new favorite product from him is his BCAAs. They, they, Fightback has the best BCAAs out there. They taste great. Uh, it comes in a cool little, like you can fill up your drink container without having to take the lid off, spout, feeder thing. It's just fantastic. So if you're going to get anything, if you're a fitness person and you're going to get anything off the Fightback CBD website, get the BCAAs and save yourself 20% by using the promo code chaos at checkout. Chaos at checkout is going to save you 20% on 
on anything and everything through fightbackcbd.com. Don't forget to check out their brand new rash guard. They have a brand new uh, luchador-inspired rash guard that you can get as well. Fightbackcbd.com, promo code CHAOS, save yourself 20%. All right, like I said, yeah, Trent Knox and I get into the weeds, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about personal relationships. We talk about the idea of finding love, finding romance, finding partners. Uh, And again, that's just not from a romantic perspective, but also from friends, a business partner, uh, someone that you can just connect with in a community perspective and setting uh, and grow with, you know? And then there's other topics that just spin off of that, but this was a fun one. Um, Again, take it as you will. Let me know what you think about it. CommonChaos.net for all your podcast needs. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, The Common Chaos. You can also follow the personal brand at of Brian of Death on Instagram and Twitter as well. Head on over to the YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff. Don't forget to engage in the content. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Common Chaos Podcast. I assure you that A lot of shitty shit is going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's an accurate, an accurate statement, but not necessarily a mindset. Because I think if you let that creep into your mindset, then it can really start getting shitty for the individual. Pun intended, I guess. But right, is that fair to say? There's a lot of shitty shit. But going back to our conversation earlier, where we started, there's the idea of like being prepared for the shitty shit, being prepared for the shitty things to happen. Mm-hmm. Just a little food for thought as we open this up. How are you? I'm good. Are you? I mean, I could be worse. It could be better. I like that. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh, That's man. the best Dang. perspective to have. Um, dude, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Jocko Wink willing good. Trent Knox just blasted off. By I'm the way, good. Uh, that looking. All right. What was that blast off for? Why did you? Yeah, I'm not Jocko Willink good. Like that's not oh, my yeah, world. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even that. Like that's all. I'm good. Like a fucking. Uh, what's his? Um, oh, Gomer Pyle. Like if not, it's not that guy. But you remember that guy who was kind of like Tim the Tool Man, but Ernest. Tim the Tool Man. Oh, Ernest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good. Like, yeah. I'm oh, not yeah, good yeah. Either. <laughs> no, you're not any of that. No. Okay. Oh, I, you're not I mean, bad though. Not bad, no. Yeah. I just go. I just go. I just you go. Know? That's, wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, dude, what we've been talking about as we're walking back, like that that's the thing that I was trying to say is like, um, you gotta push through a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um there's this that's a component of toxic masculinity mm. in that you push and push and push and always you're supposed to always like overcome and um i don't know I, I i think i'm struggling with that i think a lot of people are struggling with the fact that you know we need a little bit more um assistance in um in living and i think that you know i'm gonna go directly into the ai thing here well, real quick, I gotta I gotta pause you on that. Don't go yeah. directly into the AI, AI right. but I will I will note of it. Pull the mic a little bit closer to your face too. Uh, a little bit closer. Yeah, just okay. so you're or or project a little bit more. Just be a okay. little bit louder. Uh, yep. 
AI written down. Okay, we got Trent Knox here. I'm here. Uh, he is back for another episode, and we were discussing uh, overcoming obstacles. Obviously, that's a theme here. We've got 2022 going into 2023. Trent normally joins me at the beginning of the years to kind of give us a little idea of how he's feeling. Trent is one of the first friends that I made out here in Austin. Uh, we've been, I mean, over five years now, well-connected. We did the Austin Live and Local podcast production, that whole whatever it was, mm-hmm. that business together. Um and have just spent a good amount of time being friends, connecting, working together on different creative projects and understanding each other's life cycles to the point to where, hey, at the beginning of the year, we're generally connecting pretty well and and ready for what is to come. And uh, we're doing that again this year. And I think that to fill in a little bit, we were talking about overcoming obstacles, uh, especially nowadays, you know, even a simple social interaction, going out and grabbing a coffee, going to a doctor's appointment, uh, whatever daily errand may be, uh, those can become complicated, whether it be awkward social interactions, maybe something throws us off of our game. Uh, right now, Trent is talking about consistency and, you know, being able to just go out and get it every single day and being able to overcome those obstacles every single time they arise and always get a win, if you will. Uh, and you know, that is difficult. That is a very difficult thing to do. You're right. I don't know if you can do it every single day. Um, you, you know, you know, knives very well. And knives was on my previous podcast. Check that out. Episode 101. And we were talking about that. You know, he had a little challenge where he was creating content every single day for X amount of, you know, for a whole year, he wanted to do it and he only made it 150 odd days in or something like that. But the fact that he made it 150 solid days, he got you know X amount of lessons out of that or X amount of knowledge, experience, what have you. Uh, and we were kind of talking about that. Like that the very idea of just being prepared for a curveball in your day, being prepared for that awkward interaction, like that just comes from some sort of consistency and awareness, social engagement, you know, how you're feeling. Like I where you were explaining your specific situation and I was just like, dude, that happens. Unfortunately, that happens. And you were just, you were caught off guard. You were thrown out of your element for a little bit, thrown out of your zone, however you want to look at it. You just, you were off. And when those being off moments start turning into being off days, you know, and being off weeks, being off months, that's when it can become like a slippery slope. So you're right. You know, I I think it is hard to show up ready every single day but piggybacking off the Jocko comment and and correlating it to that I just listened to him on the the Huberman lab and he was talking about you know he gets up early every single day but his workout may only be eight minutes because he's got somewhere to be and to me that was like a okay that's a that's Jocko's way of letting us know he gets up and maybe just stretches you know there's it's it's not necessarily about going to the gym every day just to use a gym analogy because that's Jocko's thing It's not about showing up and going to the gym and lifting fucking heavy every single day of the week, right? But it's about paying attention to the physical health every single day of the week. Four or five days of those week, of the five days out of the week, you might show up and lift. That might be your routine or show up and have a really extensive, hard workout, 90%, 100%. You're sweating, drenched, breathing heavy, hitting max heart rates, whatever little peaks you're looking for. 
right? But then two days, you just show up and stretch and work on recovery and work on the body and rehab and the, the soreness you may have or what you know whatever comes about, but you're still focusing on the physical health, right? I think that was his way of saying, it's okay to pull, let off the gas. It's okay to pull back a little bit, but as long as you showed up, as long as you were attentive or intentional, or whatever you want to interchange it with, you showed up, you put in a little bit of work, you drilled it out, you got it done, and you can go about your day. And I think 165 days or 365 days, let's say you make it a year, right? Boom, mission accomplished, made it a year. Cool. Well, then on the 366th day, a day off, that's not going to hurt, you know? Reset. 367, here we go. Starting over, whatever, you know? And so you're right. I don't think it's possible to go 100 every single day, but you got to go. You got to go and do something every single day. Yeah, there's a trending thing going on, at least a trending topic to talk about. And the first time I heard it was from, um, uh, I'm not sure if you know Alex Hermosi. He's like, a, he has this company called acquisition.com. Mm-mm. He's a gym. He he had like a, he has a company that basically turns gyms into like million dollar businesses and stuff like that. Mm. And he said, you know, it's the new year and all of us are saying we're doing uh, new year's resolutions, but instead of new year's resolutions and setting goals, you should be forming habits. Yeah. So it's very similar, I think, mm-hmm. in in nature to what Jocko's message has been. The only thing that I challenge is like that consistency, that ritual nature to what he does. Like, I want to see him do the opposite. I'm t- I'm tired of the normalcy of you know being basically, you know, there are people who are just going to adopt that principle but can't any disruption to their routine or habit can mm. completely wreck their mm. environment. So I would like to see him put himself through that rigmarole and obstacles and things and see if he could do something different than, you know, forcing himself to wake up at whatever am, which really effectively you, means nothing to me. Did you ever read his book, Discipline Equals Freedom? I have the audiobook. Okay. So in that, and this is the only way that I can equate that. Uh, and I was actually thinking about this during the Huberman Lab podcast. It was a really good podcast. The Huberman Lab, if you don't listen to that, great mm-hmm. for health, especially gut health. A lot of that uh, gut shit that I was talking about, I got from him. Huberman Lab, you got to check it out. And I talk about it on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the Huberman Lab all the time. It's great. The episode with Jocko is awesome. It's also four hours long. So it's a little mm-hmm. long for my liking even. And I'm into the long form stuff. Uh, but it is good. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, and so I was listening to it and as I was listening to it, I was thinking, you know, there's a, there's something to be said for, (sighs) he mentions in that podcast, you excel the Marines or the SEALs, whatever, any type of military uh, division instills discipline because there needs to be that consistency and that habit to be formed so there is preparation when it comes to be chaos right and he said like one of the rewards he received is oh if you were you know if you hit a certain milestone and you were the top you didn't have to Hmm. show up and make your bed the next day right you got to sleep in extra or you got to enjoy an activity while other people still had to do the muck runs or whatever they are right Mm -hmm. and so He's saying that if you showed up and you were disciplined and you worked hard and you did your best, you received little rewards along the way. Okay. Those little rewards 
were to allow you to take the time off and were allow you to relax and disconnect and not necessarily have to worry about being disciplined and showing up on time and on this and on that. Those little breaks were only for the sake of like recovery and rest and relaxation, but it also allowed for when you were thrown off of your routine, a wartime situation or an attack or a defense or something along those lines, you were prepared because it allowed you to have a singular focus as though everything else was already taken care of. You knew that you were prepared enough and disciplined enough that when an off day arose, a curveball, you were able to enact the other mechanisms you needed to, the, the fast twitch, you know, the response time, the, the ability to survey and cover whatever you need in a military action or that kind of environment, right? And so... Again, proving to the point of like an off day is reward, an off day is necessary, you know, an off day is inevitable. You're going to have a rough day. You're going to wake up late. Something's going to happen. You're going to get sick. I don't, I don't understand the jujitsu guys that, that the Gordon Ryan's that 365, they never fucking stop. They train and he talked about it on Rogan and Rogan loves bringing it up as a form of discipline. And it's great, especially if you want to be an athlete. And I think that's another point to athletes out there like if you want to be the best in your sport you have to have a daily focus on it day in and day out do you need to train every single day maybe not but you got to have a daily focus on being the best you know and i think that goes with hobbies and that goes that can also be said to certain degrees of just accomplishment like if you want to pass a course and you have to study for six seven hours a day you got to make time to study six or seven hours a day until you can pass that course it may only be a four or five month course you're looking at but you might have to dedicate all your time to it, right? But back to the training every single day, not stopping. Like, I, I, There's got to be a break in there. There has to be. Nobody every single day can just go, 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 go. There's no way. There's no fucking way. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Even with the jujitsu guys, we trained. They had they fucking right here at Henzo's. They had a fucking Christmas Day training. Mm-hmm. They don't stop. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Uh, there's something there's a there's a something there. There is a rest. There is a break. There is a period where you're not boom way the fuck up here. You're down here. And you're able to kind of recover and relax and and again, those times I think are just to prepare you for those off days when a curveball does come and does happen. But there has to be a consistency at least in something habits, attention, intention, you know, your daily activities, your disciplines throughout the day. Like, yeah, there does have to be some sort of daily focus and attention. I think you're being hard on yourself. Maybe that too. I have no perspective on myself. I I literally, when I talk, I have, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about what people are going through. You know, I don't, I think this whole aggressive aspect whether it be macroaggressions or microaggressions whatever um and like condition behaviors like what Jocko has uh has done and like I don't want to get too much into the weeds as far as yeah. like the whole um like power structure of all of that and the, and the incentives to why people go 100 all the time uh hoorah gang gang <laughs> gang know. gang yes uh, I don't think it really serves much but lifestyle i mean we talked i presented this topic to you while we were walking and the lifestyle component is like especially now with like how easy it is to to live Mm -hmm. that we can 
We can do our best to make an effort to achieve the lifestyle that we want to live. It doesn't have to be waking up at fucking three in the morning. Like, yeah, <laughs> wake yeah. up at at uh, nine o'clock at night and do the same thing. It makes no difference. Like, you're the night shift. Okay, now you're on the night shift. Yeah, you're on you the know? graveyard. But there's this into- there's just like the intoxication of like of being assimilated in the system. Which is like sort of contradictory, right? In the whole, you know, Andrew Tate locked up situation, like oh break God. out of the matrix. I would argue Jocko's more like be in the matrix, you know, serve the serve the be serve your masters. Like don't rise against the machine. I mean, Jocko speaks to business. David Goggins is more of like the seal that fucking broke out. David Goggins is just he's a, a monster, psychopath, animal, crazy, uh, awesome something dude. Different. I, he's something just great to look at, like everything like different. that too. Built like a fucking Stop. you know, uh, <laughs> little sus. I had to add a you know. little sus. Uh, I think that there's no. I think David got. I don't even know what's his, he. All he does is run, so I don't think he has time to take anything else. But it's, uh, it's fu all the time. Like, Jocko, I'm gone. I'm doing my thing. True, and Jocko's not. Jocko is very uniformed, infrastructured. His his business is consulting. Like he consults businesses and gives speeches and yeah. gets you know leadership teams on the right path and shit like that. Yeah. So he is very like structured and oriented, and that's obviously I think where the discipline message comes from. But again, I think it can be beaten to the ground. Uh, you said something a second ago that, oh, about the Andrew Tate breaking out of the matrix. Um, you spent some time, I was going to ask this, you spent some time over the last couple of years, like working for yourself. And earlier today you mentioned, you brought the comment of having this like entrepreneur slash employee lifestyle, because a lot of times entrepreneurism is hard, is a hard passion to follow a hard pursuit to follow rather um what do you think now that you have worked from like the remote setting or from home or for yourself even rather and i didn't get to ask knives this how has that impacted your life and what makes you think that you do want to go back into like the general workforce because that's been a topic for me obviously i'm brand new into this you know free guy home every day ryan reynolds movie free guy oh I heard it, didn't watch it, heard of it, didn't watch it. It's a few years back, but yeah. um, the idea that this NPC is activated. Yeah. I saw the trailer for it, person. actually, when I saw Mortal Kombat in the theater. Right. Yeah. I am, I believe that. That's funny. I've been bringing NPC up lately to Becca. Yeah. I believe that I was an NPC. I feel mm, that. I've been I feeling am, that, being at home. Well, I felt the way that. In this in this regard, because I felt like I was doing everything right up until a critical failure, and a critical failure in the game resulted in the derailment of what what you know. Oh my god! I'm what so we were rude. supposed to do. I'm so rude. That's funny. You told me to. I know. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting a phone call. Damn, it was still wasn't even on silent. You're right. No, but what's so interesting is um this so you know i was told you had to go to college and you get a college and that means you get a job and you get a good job because you went to college mm-hmm. and then you get a good wife because you went and you got a good job and you get good kids because you got a good house 
Uh, and you got a good car because you had worked real hard. And you worked real hard to have a house that had a white picket fence. And you retired and you just lived the fairy nice tale. house. The fairy tale life. Perfect. The quintessential American dream. Right. If you will. Well, well, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I can't say that's the American dream, but that's what we're sold as the American dream as we're... It's funny because our generation wasn't taught what the American dream was. Absolutely was. I was. My, not my generation. Same generation. You're millennial. We're I'm younger for sure. And in school, they didn't take, teach us because it was like it was like a commercial on television. Well, yeah. Like they school. told the story of like back in like sixties, uh, early sixties or something like that. What the American dream was. It's like two kids, you know. And there was yeah. like statistics and everything. And like pff, I didn't know that until like I brought up the fact that it's American Dream 5.0 to my mom. That was like, no, not the way it is. The American Dream doesn't change. They didn't give you some sort of like nuclear family. I always no. thought of that as I being mean, like interesting because it's right out of the right in the fifties, and that's what it is. Everyone had microwaves, everyone a color TV, and the wife worked at home, and everybody's in industry because the war is over, and you know we're we're heading towards mm-hmm. a new a new world entirely. We're going to the moon, and that's the nuclear family. That's right, this yeah. picket white. You know, no, not not my gen. All not the my all the generation. TV shows that came out represented that. All the commercials that came out came out radio. They, you know, I think it all life really morphed around that idea. To be honest, it all went into TVs and communication and connecting and industry. That's another topic, but. I mean, but you were okay. So you were sold that you went through that. You graduated college. You have a bachelor's in a very like applicable field. I think Today, media, right? Maybe and like you know, I, film. I think right? if there was a film it, degree, so if if the opportunity was very clear and there was no complications, it's like a great on paper kind of yes, like conversation on paper. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know. I think that's another thing that I, I'm that is one of those failures because the thing that I was taught was that you needed to be a lawyer or a doctor or like something like that. But you are a scientist even like it was very clear as to like what paid the good price, uh, the good wages, I should say. Um, but, you know, you start to learn how much of a wage slavery we're all in based on uh, student loans and everything you have to do to recuperate from your investment into the higher education. Um, Man, whereas today, real. you know, not um, just higher education, but any type of shout out to knives and YouTube university. Like I think <sighs> that, yeah. you know, even though the, and I'm going to use this word, the elite want you to get a higher education. Cause that's where their money's invested in capitalism. Um, the form of lower education or what people, if they're looking at you as, an individual, um, I think that people are able to have that independency these days, and and especially so with AI. Yeah, yeah, I know you want to get into that AI conversation. We're going to get into it, I promise. Um, to kind of segue out of this, just topic of ethic meets result or effort meets results meets, I don't know expectations like it's a weird conversation for me to even talk about only because i am just kind of sitting at home right now um look i've been doing it for almost but all the time that i've known to you. speak to like the capitalism and like i definitely worked my ass off for like 10 years yeah able to save Facts. money you know and you and me have both 
done a, a wide variety of different tasks and roles and experiences. And we've both come to a position where we've been able to kind of realize potential, but also realize realize the potential, but at different degrees, earning potential, realize growth potential, realize results potential. We're realizing these different potentialities on these different ideas of what we want out of life, being the age that we are, where we are at in life. You know, you owned a business. I've been able to, I've switched careers and, you know, made good money. You've made good money. We've been in positions where we've had money. We haven't had money. We have both experienced a wide scale, if you will, of results in terms of financial wealth, physical wealth, health, you know, status in life, relationships. We can only really take the nuggets that are of value and that are like palatable. What can we really rely on? Like you have a great work ethic. You are very, we were talking about this before we went live too. You are smart. You are a capable person. We're capable individuals. There's just certain aspects of life we need to either tailor ourselves to or have tailored to us. And I think as we get older, we, it, the, it's, it's like a pendulum. It, it goes from all I can really equate this to is like, I know what I won't do now. Like I know, uh-huh. you know, and I, we talked about this with knives. I know what I won't do. You and me have talked about this. I know what I won't go through. I know what bullshit I won't put up with and I won't go through and I won't deal with in order to have the kind of lifestyle that supports myself and my family. You know, you're, you yeah. are younger than me. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. It's like six years, right? You're about to turn 30. Mm-hmm. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a gap there. But we are the same generation in the sense that like we're working together. Your people and my people are intermingling. We're fucking. We're creating new people together. Like we're creating new projects together and new things together. And so there's not much of a difference there. We have a difference with the boomers. We have a difference with the people that are out of industry and out of business. Maybe the elite, if you will, if you're talking about the people that are with the money and the well-connected, right? And what's important is we don't lose the detachment. We're already detached from them. We're already detached from the elite from the sake of a financial perspective. We're already detached from the elite and the elderly in this from the sake of an age perspective and probably resource perspective, right? Even if you are older right now, like, you know, my mom, we kind of talked about her a little bit. Like, she's still in a system to where she's, like, taken care of at 60-something years old, right? You know, and the people elder than her that do have more money than her that are in different situations than her are taken care of. It's like... There is a, a, a gap there. What we don't want to do is we don't want to lose connection with what's current and what's coming. And I think when we get in these little holes of being stale, being stagnant, not being disciplined, being hard on ourselves, depression, what, not depression, don't hate me for that, uh, being sad, being depressed even, I guess, you know, I just don't want to say depression something simple, but when we hit these lows in our lives... What does that show? That shows that we're just isolating ourselves. We're disconnecting from the current. We're disconnecting from the future and from the past potentially. And we're not allowing ourselves to have any type of like roots, if you will, to like foster any type of health or growth or any type of like positivity, you know, and like you want to talk about the elite and this weird status that we have as individuals. Yeah, there definitely is a a different a difference there. But we also have the potential to be in that in those positions of 
higher status, if you will, of elitism. You know, we do live in America. Like there are a lot of opportunities there to be had. We put our own boundaries on that. And that's for sure. We put our own boundaries on ourselves and they come in the forms of bad habits, addictions, woes, whatever. They just come in the form of life, I guess. But there's, there's something to be said for, for that effort we do put in. You know, there's something to be said for that effort that we do actually want to have because if we don't, it's like if you just don't give anything or don't put anything in, you're not going to actually receive anything. You're not going to actually receive any type of energy or any type of like prosperous thing. And you are right with the advent of like AI and bringing that into the real world. How easy is it for people to disconnect and become even more like complacent? And you know, that's the like idea of disconnecting and being complacent isn't just a habit of like people that don't have money or people that are our age. It also is a habit of elderly people. It's a habit of people that have money and power. It's a habit of just the human individual as they are. And whether you have money or status or anything, it it doesn't really matter. You're still an individual and the human. AI just complicates that whole fucking thing, which is scary to even begin with. Well, you think it's going to help people in their laziness and their fucking lack of discipline and their lack of like go-getterism? Um, so I think the word that kept coming to my mind was participation. I mean, oh shit, if, that's true. If you're not participating, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, so well there's boundaries to who lets people participate too. I think those boundaries are formed in not political belief systems, but the fact of being conservative versus being liberal. So, so political systems. Yeah. No, that the political parties don't really necessarily have impact on whether you choose to not speak to other races or if you choose not to. Yeah, it does. Do it definitely things. could. I mean, yeah, it's influenced by the media. There's but, different levels. I think of influence. You're right. Political being one of them, but, but also, if you're born into a family and they're telling you like these people are people you talk to these people you don't talk to strangers stranger danger right mm-hmm. um and then you you're conservative whether it be in financially or resource wise or in your relationships or whatever the case may be like you may not be someone who's going to be uh investing a lot of time in participation in technology even like i know i grew up with people who weren't allowed to watch dvds they mm. you know they were only allowed to watch certain VHS like Disney shows. Not even no access to the internet. Um, you know, a flip phone for f- when smartphones were actively available. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, I am someone who there's things I don't want to say. It's like a Harry Potter like you know like thing like Voldemort. You know, you're not supposed to say. And I'm you know kind yeah, of yeah. Don't say his name. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm saying that because it really that means nothing because yeah. there's those groups and entities that you're, you don't bring up in, in conversation because like a lot of people don't know the power of those, those entities and those words and like what they, how they influence daily life or is your neighbor one of those people? Mm. Because nowadays at least we're less communal and Fucking less tribal God. than we ever have been. That's true. Like, 
which only adds to you were like you had about your neighbor in your balls. fucking house right you had to be communal Saved Otherwise, us. your whole place would have been flooded to Saved shit. Saved us, dude. Save, shout out to my fucking neighbors again. I know I shouted them out last episode or two ago. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that hand in hand with how we started the podcast is that goes to this weird disassociation, this weird lack of participation. Discipline is this. We're less communal. We are less tribal. <clears throat> well, we're more tribal less communal we're definitely breaking up into tribes more often i'm a part of this i identify as this we're definitely i mean the book tribe by sebastian Unger, highly recommended can't recommend it enough because it expertly explains exactly explicitly explains exactly what we're going through we're going through this very weird just need for connection and you know how look at the divorce the divorce rate alone correlates to the idea of tribalism because what does it do it separates people by the sexes you know women look for support in other women men look for support in other men you know what happens a lot of the times oh you go to a you go to somewhere where women are divorcees and they have this group think of what they think about men and their ex-husbands same thing with the guys they go to a, a guy's whatever they don't formally go to a guy's group but they hang out with other guys that potentially have the same issues and all oh, women are do y'all consume a lot of that type of content i say y'all meaning you Me and Becca. What type of content? Relationship content, like The Bachelor, or like she those does. type of content. Do she you does. consume it with her when she's... No, I laugh at her. Oh, do you, do you ever watch Jubilee or anything I, like that on YouTube? I mean, I passively get it. So, like, for example, uh, my mats were out there, right? She was watching, like, The Circle the other day. The if I'm working out and she's watching something, I mm-hmm. pass and I'll comment. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, this yeah, is... Yeah, that's I comment. the way I look at I it, I don't too, know sometimes. anything and... Survivor, we watched Survivor together, right. you know, but we're not, we're even out of that phase. We haven't watched Survivor in months. And so, but it's more like game shows. You're talking reality relationship wise. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, like, she watches, yeah, she watches Love at First Sight, 90 Day. She watches it all. Yeah. But she claims, and I do, she is right in this. She claims that she background watches mm-hmm. and it's just, it's there, but she actively like knows what's going on. So mm-hmm. to me, that's pain. You're paying attention to the show. Yeah. You know what's going on. And sometimes she'll be like, I don't really know. Or she's foggy on stuff and she will work out while watching an episode. She'll fucking, you know, be doing some schoolwork and it'll be on and she'll be back, you know, back and forth, kind of like half paying attention, whatever. So I get that. She doesn't, it's not like she dumbs her brain down with that kind of stuff, but she does. She's yeah. a fan for sure. Well, there are these, What's your tie-in? I'm well, for it. there are these. I'll I'll call them um, th- uh, thought experiments or like um, what uh, what are they? These things used to be. There'd be terminology for this, but like it, they have um, groups like a jubilee or like uh, there's a few different ones. The cut or, or these yeah. people where they put people together and they're regular people off the street and they ask them things about like do they know statistics about relationships and what have you and then you have like a fresh and fit right Mm -hmm. or this other one that's sort of bubbling up she'd been on a few different podcasts with different people but just pearly things comes from like a more female perspective right but a more conservative female less than a like a more liberal female and you know what the what's interesting is with like the conservative female side they're more data driven they like know the numbers, yes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They know the numbers. Driven. And what she was saying is basically that um, uh, women, uh, 
men swipe right on 80% of women mm. and women swipe right on 20% of men. So the, once you start doing the math and you start looking at like, and you start doing the averages of like what women's expectations are that are being pulled, they have to be pulled. The, mm. the women that aren't participating, they're not going to show up in the, in the numbers. Right. You don't really know like that just like confuses everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but those that are being pulled, it shows that that women's expectations of men limit the number of uh, potential op- options for them. Right. And if you flip the, the, the coin and you start looking at 50-50 for men, you start seeing that men are limited v- way more. If you're making over 500000 dollars per year you're not going 50 50 with almost any woman you're not gonna find any women in that demographic whereas a, a female what do you mean 50, 50? oh okay, a female making five hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year can get i don't know a hundred thousand dudes yeah, yeah yeah right there's like one for for uh for a man so i get what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. i mean there's more men with more money therefore yeah yeah so there's no 50 50 get the hell out of here there's no 50 50 there are 50-50 for women. You're saying that there's no like equal ground for both men of a Not status financially. And, and women of a certain status to to be linked up. Mm. The the high mm. value men and women that they talk about is just unrealistic. It doesn't, you know. Okay. The average salary for men is $58,000 per year and women's and a lot of women have been pulled and thought that it was well over a hundred thousand dollars so their expectations of what type what status level of men like there's more men working at mcdonald's than there are you know sixty thousand dollar what do you think that like weird mis is that a misconception i guess right because you're mis no it's 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 daddy's girl you know it's it's a princess mentality they are raised that they their their social value is much higher than than reality, and I think that was oh, the that's case what for I'm me asking well. though. So, what do you? Th- I mean, is it just daddy? What about women that have daddy issues? Like, it's not just a. There are dads out there that don't put that type of belief. It's not that daddy men issues. Don't that, do don't, anything don't, but I money. Don't, I don't misconstrue. Not daddy issues. Daddy issues is like there's a ne- well, usually right, daddy yeah. issues is a negative connotation. I mean, in the positive sense of a of a dad wanting the best for his daughter, but in reality, the numbers are skewed. That that's not the case. So. This so you think dads are out there going up? Oh, men normally make a hundred thousand. No, no, they, I think they just narrative. want the best for their daughters. Like oh, they don't okay. want them to yeah. end up being strippers and so Instagram because models. of that they want men that make over a hundred thousand. They want yeah. They yeah. think that their 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 dad like they think every man can be their dad. You know, especially mm-hmm. the ones that are put on such a pedestal. You know, but it's very Freudian. You know what's interesting about it is that you know well. You say that, and I I want to I want to give the benefit of the doubt to people that I do think women are starting to act more logically. You know, you, you see just pearly things as a, a a more conservative female speaking about the data and analytics and everything like that. And then you know, but it's it's really challenging because then once you know a female does start presenting themselves in that way, they're they're you know, people start questioning their gender. People start questioning, you know, their ethics and morality because if they're not the type of female that's, you know, 120 bodies, 
um, God. you know, then <laughs> it's like, uh, it's then it's like, well, now we have to be like, well, what is it? What is, what is status high value status for a female? Because you can't hold that against them. I mean, that's a, we took a weird turn. Uh, but I, for the sake of like staying on par with this, mm-hmm. what is there like a relationship dynamic that you think is of hindrance right now in the world or is there, cause that's what I think we were talking about a little bit earlier in talking about brought up a female whose body count is rather high. Uh, and that came from. That's not even high, to what, be honest. I mean, to me it was, and for it being someone that I know, it just being like, okay, well. No, that's the thing is like. Oh, no. That's, oh, the, no. that's the thing. Like, once you start thinking about it, it's like, that's not even that high. Like. Fair. fair. It's like, wow. Fair. Like, you really can't, like, or do even, that. Or even. Place that judgment on a female that's anywhere under, like, a thousand. Stop. Because. That's a lot. Women, you know, by the time they 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 age at a maturity, like which is in you know thirties to forties, like they have, you know, an instinctual nature to get pregnant. But these days, with like medicine and everything like that, Mm. they're incentivized not to get pregnant. Um. Well, they have the Man. ability to not. Like, I mean, I can only speak from what I know, right? Like, I got a wife, and uh, you don't even want talk kids. About, I mean, we're talking about it. We're oh, now you're about, you're switching it up. But I mean, that's no, it's not that we're switching it up. It's a conversation, and this might be a good example. Oh, of, I thought of, it was a hard line. No. Well, let me tell you. Let me give you the 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 scenario around it. It was for a very, 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 very long time a hard line. No, from me, definitely. Uh, and when I think Becca and I first got together, it was, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but again, we did that we, have anything to do with status? We communicate uh, for you irrelevant. So ask that in a second, parking lot, that question and ask it in a second. Cause it's irrelevant to what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, so when we initially like got together and again, I hope I'm not stepping out of bounds in terms of speaking for her. I just, we communicate a lot and this is the progression of how the conversation is going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I was pretty upfront. Hey, no kids. She was upfront also like, Hey, no kids. I'm not really about it. Uh, our, our personalities towards that both is we both love kids. We've both been like dubbed God parents of like uh, separate kids. Right. And like, I love my friend's kids and she loves her friend's kids. And like, we love knowing that our friends are pregnant or have kids or have had kids recently. And like, we love them. We're great. But me and her are also very like self-oriented, selfish if you want to call it. And we love having just our freedom and our good time and our time with our dog and what we do, right? You know our lifestyles pretty well. And we were both in agreement to it. With that being said, as a man and as a person, mm. as a person more so, I understand that we change, right? And I love my wife. And I pose this question to her if you will or this option to her years ago but before i we were engaged you know i've told her that i love you and you're like my wife i'm gonna be with you forever whatever wherever we were in our relationship uh you know and we've always spoken like that like hey we're, this is us and our life together and what we're gonna do and so with that type of communication between me and her i understand that hey if i'm gonna be with this girl forever there may come a time 
where her her self as a woman she wants to have a child i know that like the motherly calling is a real thing right and as women mature you're right they do want to start having kids and that's something that just comes along although she's speaking into existence hey i don't want kids or maybe not speaking into existence but being external with her feelings vocalizing yeah you know uh saying hey i don't want kids and it's not something that i want to do you you know when we see babies or whatever and we're just we're joking right but i know that that's just us she may be doing it for comfortability of me because she loves me you know whatever and like obviously i'm willing to compromise with her and be comfortable enough with her and i have thought about it long and hard do i want kids man uh, raising a kid wouldn't be the worst thing in the world that's where i stand now like i wouldn't mind raising the little kid me and her even talked about like maybe adopting right like the fear of her getting pregnant and like getting something always scares me and like so the wrap that up we've talked about now having kids right to where our relationship that's just an example of a relationship i think evolving Mm-hmm. But the idea that we, you mentioned being a status, right? Or did we get to, what, why did you bring in status? Did you, our decision to not have a kid oh, come from status or our decision to. I don't, wasn't talking about our at all. I was talking about oh. a you at the, sta- oh, okay. at the, initially when you first made the decision, was that because you wanted to uh, provide for a child potentially that you didn't, weren't provided? Like you wanted to be at a certain status. Mm. Cause that's the case with me. Like, a lot of the time, like when I think about children, I'm like, I need to be at a certain amount of money, at a certain lifestyle, a certain ex- environment, like mm. to be able to have a child. Now, that's not the case for what my life was and like. Maybe but we've reached different status and like now it's now we can have a kid or something like that. Is that what you mean? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. That's I'm lost in a, in, in a little bit of this conversation. I'm a little that's bit like, lost here. I was going to ask you, do you feel you know, differently because now you've passed the age that your mom had you. Uh, I do think about having a kid too old, you know? Yeah. Too old. I do. I don't want to be 50 having a kid. What's so funny about this. But I do know a lot of people that are like, Oh, 40 is a good age to have a kid. But I'm just like, okay, well I'm not only 35 women listening to this. Funny how knives sit on it. It's like women's vaginas drying up. I feel women's vaginas dry up. Men even, talk about oh, I'm gonna hear about children. this one I'm gonna hear about this one that's for sure you know why that it's it's I don't know if that's specific to, to Becca I'm being generalistic here but yeah you are um I think oh no I didn't mean I didn't mean about that I didn't mean about her either I just in general I'm gonna oh I was just thinking I have that female listeners despite what people right but I, the thing is so is their like, is maybe drying up right now you're right Women, (laughs) it's their body, their choice, right? Yeah, it is. And so when men start to talk about like their offspring, this, these days and age, like it wasn't the case, I think prior to 1920 or, you know, but before, before whatever the excess of whatever the case, I don't know. Birth control. Yeah. yeah, Prevention. But, you know, men want legacy and the, their legacy is, is, you know, directly correlated with, the female gender yeah now they can argue science and all these different things but like what man you know unless i mean maybe if you're super high status is gonna go and put you know figure out some way to artificially inseminate you know some eggs that isn't your wife or or that just a woman in general just because you want a kid right 
Well, look at like Chris Brown and did did he do Elon. that? I don't know. Well, no, but they just lay in pipe, lay in pipe, and have oh, you're kids talking about Nick Cannon and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just they have a proclivity to want to fucking just lay seat and fucking have several kids uh, yeah, in generations. True, and but I think that there's a sense of like that women definitely look at characters differently. I mean, that's than a, just successful high value men, right? Like, who? What woman is like? And I, I, this is so funny. What woman is just wet dreams to to the person you mentioned earlier, Mark Zuckerberg? Like, oh wow, you know, how many like, people are acting? How many chicks are actually flicking their bean to Mark Zuckerberg? Hold on, this is something I can figure out in my head. <laughs> <laughs> One, two. Uh, I'm gonna say. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? <laughs> That's an answer Zuckerberg has for sure. Uh, damn. Okay. Well, first of all, hold on, because I wrote down. I wrote down uh, family story. Is there any? And I only bring this up because you talk about men wanting to like continue their legacy, right? And like, mm-hmm. in terms of communication, Becca very obviously she's the vessel, right? If we did want to have a she kid, she does have legacy. She's the vessel, and she's the if we she we were to get pregnant, I say we because we're together, right? If we from were, an outsider's perspective. If we were to get pregnant, she ultimately has that choice, right? And she. And no respect to you, but you don't necessarily have a legacy. Uh, meaning that because we don't have kids. Uh, well, that's true. Maybe, that is true. I mean, your relationship you know, I with your father isn't that rooted. Oh no, no, definitely not there. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I that does not say that I'm not close with my family though. I, there is like a on your mother's so, like, side for sure. Right. Uh, tr- true, my father's side's Your kinda, uncles and stuff like that Kind of dwindling a little bit Like my father's side they're. Are you by any way like related to like The Kern County and stuff like that? I don't know I've kind of like thought about it maybe for like a second But what how my own how, how, I mean, I my sister's doing uh, 23 and me and all that Ancestry, yeah and Ancestry. So, but she did the DNA one too um, oh, She just like didn't find anything She's going back more on my like dad I know we, they came from like Ireland and Spain Yeah, yeah, no so my, like, not directly from Spain and My dad's Corbin. actual dad uh, was I think Irish, full Irish Full Spanish yeah. and full Irish Um hmm. So real quick though, because in terms of legacy, that's a great point. And I, I, you're right. Like the men do want to carry on their legacy. And that's one of the reasons where my mind has been a little bit more elastic in terms of of wanting a kid or not, because yeah, there is, I think a little bit of an importance of carrying on a name and a legacy. And I think the name would, at least from my family tree would stop with me. You know, I'm sure there's other Kerns out there, but not as far as like my family and lineage. Yeah, unless I have a kid. You know, my sister would take, I'm assuming, whatever name. Well, who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe she might take her own name. You know, she might. I don't necessarily know she has any roots to that shout either. Shout out Nas Monroe. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with that being said, you know, part of me does think about that. I, I, I do want something that also sticks with me is my friend Josh, who has three kids, said that he'll, he's always going to have people that will care for him even when he gets older. And that's something true as well. Like, I definitely want, I think if you have good, I think if you're just strong in connections and network, you'll have people there with you through right. and through, you yeah. know, depending, you know, if you can enter a home and spend your last three years in the home and make great friends. And there's who there are, they're the ones that are around you when you die. Did right? you say... Freudian or feudal? Freudian earlier. Why are you going back fucking 20 minutes into the conversation? Because I'm thinking... Don't bring out of here. No, no, no. Of the feudal aspect of it being that like... Like feudal and feuding? Like feudal Japan? 
well, I don't know much about Japan. I'm talking more like when they were Europe. a feuding. Yeah, okay. Like feudalism in the yeah, sense yeah. of like rulers, yes, common yeah. folk. Yeah, like, I am definitely common folk. You know, so I was going to ask not you that legacy so, by any means. What is there a part of you? That was my question. Is there a part of you? That wants to have kids and carry on a legacy, because well, there's, if there's no carrying on a legacy, but having kids, yeah. Why not? I there's no family name to carry on. And there is Knox, isn't it? That's my non-biological father. Like that's oh. carrying on a name, but that name doesn't exist either. Like that is a. Uh, when you say a, exist, you mean like in a grand scheme of things? Like it clearly exists. You have it. It's not the name was originally intended to to signify a group a surname well right so where and is that directly related to like dna and all of these things and so like it's muddying the water like it's been muddied that's got a lineage though you can i'm sure iron it out a little bit with tech these days and like w- what information is out there and how right so you can out, you could untwine the code, those knots you to, could untie to, those yeah knots dna for sure. dna for sure i mean that's that's where to the point at which you know, uh, did Jesus have children? Becomes mm. a question. Mm. Um, did Jesus's yeah, brother Mary, John Mary, have children? Mary Magdalene, that whole shit. Did huh? did these things happen? And you know, <laughs> you know, people perceive that we were like gene spliced, and we're talking about gene splicing now. And in, in yeah, we are in in <laughs> yeah, in. Are. Uh, an hour in and haven't said one fucking thing about 2022 or 2023. <laughs> I think, you know, I brought up AI. And, well, I mean, and that's whatnot, why I'm looking but, at my notes. And I think that that's a good segue is like if, if we're going to, what does legacy even matter if we're going to be all fucking half robots here in 100 years? It and does legacy matter when you can like download your DNA? What if eventually they're like, hey, Trent, where what if we end up living in a time where they're like, yeah, we can take your entire memory and put it on a disc. And then the legacy that lives on forever is just me, Brian Kern. The idea, yeah. like, uh, you know, on a thing, I can talk, I can, but I don't have like a physical form. You know, what's well, legacy? The whole spirit? Dy- dystopian future, when we start to contemplate the challenges that the future presents, is that's where it gets like, man, don't, I mean, <laughs> people don't want to still like have intimate relationships that. That are like normal or not. Shit. I just said normal. That's fucked up. And it's getting hard. It's hard to say normal. That's like, it's almost a dirty word. Normal? Don't say normal. Okay. Right? Because your normal is not the same as anyone That's true. Else. Your normal is not my normal. You're How traditional. You, are you normalizing my normal? Yeah. It's like, fuck. No, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to say like, this is my desires. Oh, you have desires? How dare you, you How selfish you, fuck? fuck. Yeah, it's like, man. And and I think that, you know, it goes back to like, I feel like I've kind of um, left the flock. If I was a okay, sheep before, if I was an NPC yeah. and I was a member of these NPCs and I then got introduced into something and it activated me into a yeah, playable you character. You the virus. You're out of the matrix. You and I'm over here and you I'm like, unplugged. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like, well, all I want to do is get back into, you know, the tap. Being, you want the red pill? Being the blue, in. You want the blue pill? You want to go back in? You want the steak? Well, if the steak is good sex, I mean, 
red wine <laughs> that's and steaks. That's how they get you. That's the devil, Trent. The devil is the matrix. The devil is the good sex and the steak and the fucking... That's how they get you. They want you to be fucking... They want you to slave away and make a hundred grand so you can just eat red meat and slay constantly. That's a, that's, like, a, that's what I want. That's that what I word's want. been co-opted. What? Slay. Slay, has it? I mean, like, there's the gamer slay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then there's the... Slaying. Okay. <laughs> 120 so, bodies slaying. Well, gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, hey, slow down there. Uh, so... Do you think as we move into 2023, first of all, how was your 2022 overall? Clearly, you went deep in the introspective realm of your brain. You thought a lot. You, I mean, other than your ankle that you're dealing with right now, I think, I mean, you and me have hung out this year. You've been looking healthy. I think we did. In 2022? Yeah. Well, I mean, outside um, from your ankle, you're 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 at least being conscious. You're definitely taking that turn to where like you're ready to go. I think you're ready to start laying foundations for your future. I even though before, you've already I said to myself before I jumped on the podcast, I didn't really want to talk about the past, and I did, definitely wanted to just speak speak. On I just the wanted an overhaul. Yeah, just overview. Twenty twenty two. How was it? Not even an overview. What good or bad? There are some really interesting learning times. <laughs> okay. Things like, especially in the relationship category. Cool. What are you um, going into 2023 with? What's your outlook and what do you, what kind of energy and gusto man, I, are you coming I in? I entered 2023 just like a blank slate. Just okay. completely nothing. No real, no real anything. Okay. Which is, I don't know whether... How did you do that? I have how did things you, obviously. mentally. How did you clean that slate? How did you fucking just go? Hey, I'm going in fresh. Uh, well, I mean, because I went in with not a lot fresh, of but just nothing. <laughs> no, no, um, no goals or anything. No, um, no like goals. To, That's to giving up on 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 it all. No, because, don't say giving up. Ah, giving up on it because like women, at least the way they're being presented, like. I don't know how to pursue a monogamous relationship with a woman at this stage because they don't want me on by pa- on paper, like on what what's on wax. Like they're so anti the person that I am. Just even, it almost sounds like that they like. There's this thing. This what are going you? around? Why? What are you? What do you think is so repulsive? Not high value. So- I'm low value. I'm a low value male. No legacy. No. Uh, generational wealth no and you know nothing just i don't have any of those things yeah for people that i guess are looking at those kind of like paper level standards That's like what's on are you going out shows. and like i mean I, I know you're not doing this and i feel like it's uh, as a, again a, the re- fact that we're going into the relationship relationship talk i don't mind it but you're not going out and like mingling you're not going out and square dancing and trying to meet chicks are you well, so yes, okay, and no, because okay. I'm not. I'm not going out. Uh, it, like I said, I've. I'm. How many nights a sheep. week are you going out to like a bar and like talking oh, to like me, a random? Like the girl. last time I did that, uh, I, I haven't done it in the new year, but like in December, I did. Yeah, once or twice, all all by myself. Like yeah. because, and that's tough. That's tough a little in itself. I don't. I don't like my friends <laughs> married. Both of y'all are married, and then a. Uh, got other people but when you start talking to those folks it's like damn man lifestyle of men is just vastly different either doing this or doing that or different this 
you know, it's just like to find people that are like you in your situation and mm, that's tough. Find be aligned community. and like, you know, present options of the same character to, to, to women out there. Like, um, that's why men are so attracted to Andrew Tate or like a, you know, um, any sort of that's so pickup artist. Funny. Oh my god! You know, Matt didn't know who Andrew Tate was. Shout out to Matt. Had no idea who Andrew Tate was until yeah. he started fucking fighting with Thunberg. Uh huh. And all of a sudden, he's just like, "Bro, what, fucking what a loser! This guy, this and this guy, this." Yet he's like quoting him and like, you know what Andrew Tate says, and we'll drop like an Andrew Tate line, and I'm just like, man, there's. I don't know what it, cause there's women out there that support Andrew Tate. And I don't even know, like, I only know Andrew Tate from being a fucking combat sports athlete. And like, I understand, I knew he was on like big brother, big brother and was kind of like popular. And I didn't really understand when like, I started seeing him pop up with his alpha shit and his memes and his, all this other thing. I was like, what is going on? Like, this is weird to watch. And like, he hasn't competed lately. He's just become this meme, this personality. And it's like, okay, well, it clearly resonates with people. It has resonated with females from what it seems because there's several females out there that like back him. But you're right. It is kind For of... For better or worse. It is high status females. It is females that are already walking in with, you know, the Cartier on and shit. And like, okay, that's fair. But what get out of that world. What high status female mean? But get out of that that's world. That's what I want to know. What is a high value female? I mean, they're out there. Appearance is not it. See, that's, that's where I think you're wrong. I think a lot of males put high value on appearance. And I think that's where it's like, that's why you do get a lot of thoughts that are just over there in female. the gym with a booty that have a million followers and that's their income Man, that's, because they're cute. That's what's frustrating about that. See, the like, value is also, that's a weird perspective, but we can talk about it. The value is, I think, also in that who's of, who's searching for it. Because keep in mind, you're right. You did talk about how like women can have that weird expectation where like every man has to make over a hundred thousand when in fact the average salary is like in the fifties or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, be realistic with it. But same can go for men, men, men's value of women is going to be off of perception. (laughs) I mean, am I being realistic? Am I wrong? Don't men have value systems of their own in turn? I'm not equating the value of like, well, like, like uh, I've said, like, Men value systems can just be used interchangeably. I'm not talking about like a core value system. I'm talking about as a male, we seek how do we consider the opposite sex or whatever we're attracted to. It doesn't even have to be the opposite sex. How do we perceive what we're attracted to intimately and physically? Uh, how do we deem that? Yeah, that's definitely um, circumstantial. We deem it no. It's it's based on value. What do we like consider big boobs valuable? Or no boobs or this boobs or that boobs. Because we consider it valuable. In a way, our DNA, we like big boobs because we can feed on them. We well, like hips because they can birth babies. It's not babies. a wee thing. What do you mean? Men can desire different, different things. things. True. And that's my point is like, what are you valuing? Are you valuing yeah. all this Andrew Tate real high? Like, what are you valuing? I value the conversation. And you're finding, I don't so you're, value the omission of okay. the facts. So you're finding. I search it, the truth. Are you finding it difficult to conversate with women? Um. I mean, uh, I've always found it difficult with... to have conversations with women, but that's mm. that's circumstantial. Like every woman's not the same. Like I don't approach every conversation to women the same. Like a high value woman to me is one that's 
invested in themselves in their business just like same kind of there masculine you your own values right right you've right. established what you find valuable in the opposite sex and what you're attracted with um like i mean then you get like the whole like more effeminate women pushing back that those women are masculine they have yeah, some but bro, sort you're of always gonna have dissenters there's dissenters with every there's dissenters and dissenting like there's <laughs> you're always gonna have a weird category you know a right. weird category of like pushback but like you have your set of i mean like what you i would find say value. i'm attract this is where this is so funny wonder woman is just as attractive as captain america or captain or what's her name captain marvel captain marvel yeah like they're both equally attractive different character character size bodies everything well similar in some some no, aspects they're both pretty hot superheroes well one's <laughs> like an amazonian one's more like a pop star like i mean okay all you right. know like yeah. so you like all of like yeah i get it they're both actually super fit though like gym, they are yeah gym, buff babes <laughs> yep both super which, buff babes hot but then like i can't even think by of normal a, standards superheroes I can't, I can't think of like a something that's not going to be an you for a girl like and you like most women say Kim Kardashian is you, even though they're addicted to the the you know drama of it all. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Amber Heard. Oh fuck, that's a new. That's a you for multiple different reasons. But she looks pretty cute. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's where like the value and like standards comes in, and it's just like, what are you doing with Amber Heard? Women are starting to say to men, shut the fuck up. Oh, I know. Oh, they're yelling at us right now. <laughs> the, th- you know? the three women that have told me they listen to the podcast are just not listeners anymore. Because you decided that she- you're going to talk about relationships. <laughs> I promoted it. I fucking... I bet. <laughs> you went fishing. You fucking threw that line in there and I bet on it. I started asking you stupid questions. But that's okay. I don't know why that's such a difficult conversation to to have. I mean, it's not that it's difficult. It's just look at us. We're on. We're two dudes. It and, they, and I listen to two chicks. I listen to two chicks. I I'm know. Looking what for did, what value truth. did you get from it? Truth. That's my point. Like truth. How I did mean, you really feel about it? We don't know. What you know, we're it's interesting because women don't want to hear women talk about it. Yeah, they they do, do in like a dramatic oh, yeah, entertainment. Sense. Women reference women all the time. When you start presenting to them conservative women versus liberal women's yeah, conversation, they'll go toward their version of what's true, not what the truth is. Everybody does that, though. Male do, I male don't do, do that. that. Okay. Trent, I search for... You might be an exception to the rule. You're a logical person. Yeah, you're probably, tr- probably right. All right, then. Yeah. Like I said earlier, and I, I, I'm going to echo this, despite the people that might be I guess the reason right why now. I went to sit on this route is like, you're what a capable women person. do want to hear men like contemplate like relationships what type of women is that no i don't know man i don't know we're in the same relationship for eight years trying i don't know <laughs> i don't uh, what i do know i think is that it's just a matter of i mean playing the field and i want to say that not in like a disrespectful way but you know oh, i've always been an advocate of people like going out meeting people having sex being in relationships finding out what it is you like you don't like characteristics personality types uh you know and like i was 27 when i found the person that for the most part at that time just 
there was, I didn't even know at that time that I was going to marry her. Like I didn't know that she was going to be my wife, but there Hmm. was something that was different with other relationships, but there was still so many similarities. Like we got along, we liked the same music. We had the same hobbies. We both did this. We both did that. We both liked talking on the phone. We both found each other interesting. Like there were components of other relationships that she had, that me and her had that were the same, right? Or maybe values that I looked for that I found in other relationships. It just happened to be that me and her mixed the best. Like there was just something there that wasn't, you know, an undeniable, like there's no question, right? And that's not even to say that that can't change because people get divorced. People say that and like their relationships don't last forever, quote unquote, right? But the very fact that there was a combination out there for me who I'm a mediocre dude for the most part. uh, And there's not much that separates you and I in terms of capabilities, looks, stature status any of that background uh you know we're pretty similar the differences that we have with people on the other side of the world also very extreme right and like there's again there's different Mm. realms of different extremes that's i think that goes for everybody and i think that there's a lot to be said for people being able to find love or a connection or the ability but the point is we got to get out and try we got to get out and have these failures and these like do-overs and these okay i'm gonna try again i'm gonna try again and like i wonder uh, i just get uncomfortable with this contention there's contention of why are women this way why are men this way we were talking about the conversation earlier without getting into detail but the idea that men don't know how to have sex anymore the idea that men don't know how to be romantic and and be intimate and they can only have sex if they're being choked or fucking getting slobbed on and fucking weird shit all the fucking time right like Mm -hmm. Hmm. what that's where us as a species like let alone in 2023 are we sitting here talking about why people can't procreate effectively because we're desensitized to Hmm. sex right but the very fact that that's even like the main idea that people lead Hmm. with in their everyday like that should be a that should be a, a a thought when it's crucial to the aspect of a relationship that's failing right like if people are getting divorced it should be a time for like therapy and people to talk about like hey maybe this is where the contention's at or these are the issues and go through like that counseling period like you as a young single male should be just focusing on going out and having a good time and meeting people you have good times with and like connecting on those types of levels not on some weird statistic of male and female and interpretations of perspectives and does that make sense and that's where i get weird talking about it because it's like i don't know what fucking women want i don't know i've met a handful of them that have liked me (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't i don't i can read statistics all day and I don't know how to apply those statistics. I don't know how to apply if there's women out there that want a high status male. Am I going to spend my life trying to become a high status male just so I can attract women? Or am I going to go, okay, well, maybe I just fucking, I don't know. You know what women tend to say, uh, I heard this from my mother, I heard it from other women and stuff, is like, you have to love yourself first. Oh my God, that's for, uh, does it work? I don't know. Do people people say it? Yeah. Do I love myself? I also don't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, what the heck does it even mean? But I know. Um, what we're going to be facing in 2023 is the realization of where our relationships of intimate relationships exist. You know, I, I was going to pose the argument that like people are going to have virtual children. Like just they're not 
they're going to have AI babies like that per will carry on the legacy maybe or oh, man. You, know? you just and, made me trip right now. Hold and on, in in addition, we're entering into an age where we won't necessarily need another human being to procreate. You know, robot and artificial insemination and check it. Like that's within the next like two years. Like that's a reality. So uh, accessibility is to the elites. That's true. That's true. Uh, Neville Revicant, I think, is his name, or Revicant. He was on Rogan a long long time ago. Didn't they grow something in a womb recently? Yeah, like an embryo, a a lab generated embryo or something. Yeah. so there's Umbrella Corp. he he talked about how very near in the future uh we likely and he's a futurologist and i think like a, a scientist or some shit but he basically studies that kind of shit and he was like basically in the future we're not going to fuck for re- procreation or for you know carrying on our genes having babies we're just going to fuck for pleasure which we're already kind of seeing that in a social dynamic praise jesus <laughs> uh and w- technology will eventually get to the point to where you can uh, artificially inseminate hey you know take these 10 vials fill them up we start doing our concoction. You know the last word of Let God? me finish. I just quick. want to say that. Come on. Yeah. He says, I'm coming. God That's says that? That's the last word? words of, of the revelation. That is great. I'm I coming. Love I love it. Damn. So we quote God more than we know. I love it. Uh, on that very note, this is a weird transition, but it makes sense. On that very note, he said Praise that Jesus. we're not going to be having sex to make babies anymore. We're going to be artificially doing it, and you'll eventually be able to go, hey, this one's going to have the most likelihood to be physically capable. This one's going to be have the highest IQ. This one, this one, this one. You're going to be able to pick, right? Although that's only going to be available to those with money when it starts. You're right. The elitism will, will have its hand at that. So that's very true. You're right. Also with the fact that we are becoming not just with AI, but with this integration of like human, you know, Ro- Rogan says it all the time, but the cyborgs, human cyborg butterfly, like we're very slowly integrating. And it's not just with like technical advances in science with like limbs and prosthetics and replacements of organs or, or technological intervention, but access to knowledge mm-hmm. access to information yeah. in our hands in mm-hmm. our front of our faces constantly being fed okay mm-hmm. it's not just that we have it it's that our brains are taking in information so much differently than they did 30 40 years ago mm-hmm. that it's it's causing brain shit to happen right and so we're going through all these like weird little transitions and these weird little changes and we're eventually going to intertwine with the tech technical aspects of life and mm-hmm. we become these cyborgs mm-hmm. right mm-hmm all that shit happens okay where like is that really where we headed do you think do you really think we're going towards this like apocalyptic cyborg people stop fucking and if that's the case i was thinking about how i'm real into history repeating itself and so like hey the 1920s are gonna you know what can we really pick out from 100 years ago since data and science is the best as we go along what can we pick out from 100 years ago that we can apply to today that maybe points out to trends or certain things that you know may come about did uh data driven like history repeating itself kind of stuff did other worldly entities wipe the you know 
advanced societies clearly off of the world. That's but, something crazy to think about. Yeah, like where there's Graham super Hancock, advanced. that type of stuff. Yeah, like ancient where there was high. T- yeah, I mean that's a weird one. Was it just like a great doc- that's what happened? That's one of the best parts about last year is that documentary, the Ancient Apocalypse. Uh, Ancient well, I was thinking, has there ever been a period of time? where the sexes have contended to the point to where people stop reproducing because of that. Because there is so much of this masculine versus feminine animosity. And this, there, we're not, the men's value system on women is not real. And the female value system on men is not real. And they're not correlating or coming together, literally and figuratively. They're not coming together and they're not making babies have we ever had a period of time where that's happened because that would directly relate to like the perseverance of the human species but it would also really impact where we would go socially and like from that perspective because think about it like you you if the goal of humans is to spread the seed and continue Mm -hmm. to be humans you don't want contention between the other species Unless we do move into a weird world where just people can have babies because sex becomes this weird interchangeable thing. But that's years and years and years and years and years and years of evolution from now. Right now, the sex is the sex. Men and women are what needed to make the babies. So when there's contention between those two, what happens? Do you think the species stops or do they come to some sort of agreement where they're like... Hey, we can work this out, guys. Well, you keep fucking so we can keep babies. But no, people don't fuck for that. Like, you can never convince two humans to just fuck to make a baby. Like, no, I got to choose. There's only one person I'm maybe making a baby with. Like, I don't even want a baby. You know what I'm saying? And if there, I part of me that does want a kid, there's one person I'm doing that with. And then, like, that's it. Like, I'm not, I don't, as far as I know, but you only got 100 years out of me, hopefully. I'm not taking my time to figure that out. I need to make that decision within the first quarter of my life, who I'm having a kid with, if that's what I want to do. And that's the person, because I want to, because I think it matches, and I think that, like, we could raise a good kid. Are we ever going to get to a point where we're just going to be at contention, so there's, like, this organized reason to carry on the lineage? That's such a weird fucking thing to think about, but you brought it on. Well, I listened to your podcast with Knives, and you guys used, oh, you used the word objective in exchange for where I think you guys should have used the word subjective and used the word subjective in places in which I think you should have used the word objective. Okay, so we swapped. I used the word circumstantial, which is sort of a blend of the two. That could be. And so when you're talking about objectives, I think that... Um, you know, we think of like Star Trek and shit like that, where it's like, in order to continue pursuing the great beyond yonder in space to find habitable worlds outside of this galaxy, like that's objective. Everyone's on the same page, you know, in that regard. Now there's comic chaos to all of that, because then you, you have Xenon, the warrior princess, all these things of like these. You know, dynamics that exist already, they were like, ah, oh, there's a breakout, and everybody's crazy. What want to make a woman really crazy? Start trying to, to think about what, okay, the Big Bang happened, right? Boom, existence. Then the stories go that, existence. the stories go that Adam was the first man. Then From if the you rib. read like the additional scriptures, there was a first wife which was Lilith. And then oh, did not know after Lilith, because Lilith decided she was going to go her own way, which is interesting because men never went their own way, uh, that she, that 
deity, God, created a second wife for Adam that was made from his rib, which was Eve. And Eve was convinced that she was better than the situation by Lilith to eat from the uh, the fruit from the tree of knowledge, in which then this convincing led into separate tribalisms of women. So I feel that, you know, when women look at themselves and think about their origin, the same that men look at their origin, they contemplate their uh, inferiority and superiority in, in situations and have to look at like what, well, of course this doctrine is male in nature and it's mansplained throughout yeah, time. It yeah, it is. How can they interpolate any information interpolate based on what the given evidence is? And, you know, you see a lot of archaeologists are female, you know, they're pursuing to try and figure out their origins. Are we ever going to get to like a, uh, like a snoo snoo type of, what was that episode of Futurama where the women, oh my God, they they hate me. <laughs> where, okay. where, the, where the women were, do you remember, know what I'm talking about? The Amazonian women ruled the planet and they hated men. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that we'll see a transition where women are the overpowering force or do you think that that's not within their nature because that's another thing too that they think that the you know and that i'm not i'm not trying to say that women can't rule the world they definitely can i imagine i just the way things are now are likely because of certain characteristics to the male creature versus the female creature right Female creatures do tend to be more nurturing. You know, they are the ones within the communities that took care of the young and took care of the newborn and nurtured and were there to provide warmth and comfort. And the men were the one that went out and hunted and gathered or women gathered and they hunted and killed and provided and they were the protectors. And we've had different roles throughout the history of civilization and societies. I think we all laugh because would there ever be a flip of those roles where we see the women all of a sudden take part in the hunting or the aggressive? I mean, is that this weird God, climax? Is the worst word to use for this? But is that the weird climax we're coming to currently <laughs> with the gender issues? Uh, and again, I, I am a believer of hey, women as providers versus men as providers. Fair, uh, but I'm also no. I mean, that's not what I was going to say, but that's a fair point. I'm a believer in that a hundred years from now, when they dig you up, they're going to test you and they're going to be able to tell if you were one of two things, a male or a female, right? So I'm in the line of thinking that, you know, is it possible for genetic, maybe not genetically, but evolutionarily, I guess, is that the way to say it? Uh, From an evolutionary perspective, do women take on the role that men have ever? Like, is that possible? Is that possible for there to do. be the switch? It's for, never going to be. It's. It, I don't think that's the case because the nothing, most of the world is ran by men. Still, well, in terms of I'm like power is, is, and status. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is they have authority in in, in childbearing. They have more authority well, yeah, in different aspects. Um, you know, there's a secrecy to to both genders things we omit sharing across genders like Mm. they tend to omit to share information to the youth right we don't 
tend to do that. Mm. We tend to inform the youth um, about the secrecies of being a man or being uh, or challenging the great blue yonder. Mm-hmm. Women necessarily didn't have a lot of the pursuit of the great blue yonder because they were seen. They were their objectives were to protect the tribe in, in their uh, motherland, right? So they were taking care of them. And, and, and you don't hear a lot of stories of women pioneers other than like uh, uh, like flight. Um, yeah. Um, uh, God damn it. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, right. <laughs> um, and she disappeared. You know? <laughs> so, oh, man. They hate us. I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, we were not prepared for this conversation. Um, you're right. Like, there's just, there's, well, I mean, you're half right. I can't say that everything you're saying is correct. I'm not, I'm not even acknowledging everything. You don't I'm, even know I'm, if you're right. I am presenting these topics to d- just kind of contemplate them because, you know, there is the thing that women want is this absolute certainty about things from men. Socializing in general is hard. It's especially hard when so much of the aspect of socializing depends on this idea that we need to procreate, that we need to socialize with the opposite sex to a degree where we can attract them, we can pull them in, we can consider them to be our loved ones, the ones that we want to continue a family with, home bear with, whatever you want to consider a partner. We are constantly, for the most part, most of us, looking to fulfill that within the early parts of our lives, right? Becomes more difficult, if you will, as we get older. And I think we see that with either those of, you know, those that may be older that are divorced, that are finding new partners, right? It's a little bit more difficult there. Those that chose later in life to try to find partners, it's, you know, <clears throat> less become less desirable the older you get. There's no secret there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's... A lot to be said for just the idea of what it means to connect with someone on that kind of level. And it's it's hard in general for people to connect and socialize. Like that's very, very apparent, especially nowadays. And they think that it's going to be a real issue for kids that are growing up. You know, the Zs, the Gen Zs, the Zoomers, whatever they're calling them. Like they think it's going to be real difficult because they're more integrated to tech and they're more integrated to the... Um, the safety concerns Speci- not just that but they are analytical and statistical and very data driven because it is all data everything they're just consuming and processing data constantly you know and what did we do a hundred years ago we socialized and created things we created business we created endeavors we created berries. sports <laughs> we created conflict we created these different things and now everything's digitized and yeah that is this weird integration with technology eventually what do you mean i'm gonna print berries you think it's <laughs> gonna be fucking it's gonna be get just get so much more complicated man there's no easy way out of this you know what i decided that as we're this is its own episode We'll do another one either right after. We'll do another one on Thursday. But this is a second episode. This is, I don't even know. Yeah, this is a whole separate episode because it's just, it's gems. Gem after gem. And I know we're getting canceled, but. Canceled? I mean, not canceled, but we just, this is a Wild West conversation. But I'm glad we had it because it sheds light on what I think society is dealing with on this weird scope 
in 2023. It is fucking hard to socialize. Let me it is ask you fucking a question. Hard. And I, real quick, I, I, I brought this up earlier, but like, being is that you've been on your own financially in terms of like being your own boss and entrepreneurism and following that path and doing that for the last couple of years, having highs and lows in it. I know you do this side, but this is a real question, man. Like how has that shaped your ability to go out and network and socialize and continue on that path of like, Hey, if you are going to be an asset, you need to prove yourself that you are an asset and be able to do that on a whim because I spoke about this with knives. I've only been home for like two months and I'm already finding that like I'm getting, I'm getting claustrophobic for being in the house. And when I do go out, I do, I I pick up on weird social interactions. I pick up on people being rude or people being a little bit more standoffish or like, because I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not used to the new normal. Dude, it's weird. It's weird. I don't even want to call it the new normal because I don't think it, I, I, it's a haze. Everybody's in a haze. That's what it seems like. I go outside and every, maybe I'm in a haze because I'm inside all the time. But I feel like when I go outside, I'm more keen on, hey, how are you? Have a nice, I'm so like open to connecting with people and mm-hmm. like wanting to like, hey, how are you? You have a nice day or, and like have those small little gestures and I get cut off constantly, shut down, cut off ignored yeah, think, time for you i think I, I i'll go to where like dude i swear to i've gone i've come home i've looked at myself and i'm like am i ugly like do people just am i have i reached the point in life where i'm now showing my age and i'm ugly and people just want to disregard me like entirely what is wrong with me and like i'm going through these weird mental battles of my own and i've i'm sorry out there if you're ugly Beauty, hmm. beauty is objective or subjective. It's not something that everybody. Well, the agrees. saying is, "Beauty's in the behind eyes, eyes of the beholder." Behind. Right, but if it was objective, everybody would agree, right? Back to it. It's clearly not. <laughs> beauty is clearly not objective. It's a very subjective matter, and so, yeah, dude, I just it's hard. It's hard, and like, but I have to. I say all that. I say that it's hard to socialize and be a part of a community in 2023 and it's hard to find intimacy and friendships and romance and all these things. But I also say that as a 35 year old white male and I know that that's probably not important at all because you know, like you brought up your mom and the potential of being a Karen, like the fact that racism, you didn't realize racism of the extreme existed until you were in Hawaii or wherever you were. And then you realized that like racism real hardcore existed. And it's like, oh shit. I'm not sure this was on the podcast. It wasn't, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint, yeah, yeah, paint yeah. a picture. Yeah. But you were talking about not really experiencing that until you really went to, you know, or were in school or college, you know, and then you realized like the real world racism. And it's like, oh man, it's just everything's cyclical and pattern-like and we all go through the same shit at different Hmm. various points of our lives and we all go through the different learning patterns if you will of you know become going from children to adolescent you know to adolescence to teens to adulthood to transitioning from no responsibilities to responsibilities regardless of what age that's at to going through the transition of having to create a community or find a community you know you have to do that when you're younger when you're a kid you have to do that when you're a teen you have to do that when you're an adult you have to do that when you're older we go through just these cyclical things in our lives and because of that society and culture is cyclical you know, we go through these weird phases of hating each other and loving each other and, you know, focusing on economy and focusing on this and focusing on that. And like, we just get, it just compounds, compounds and compounds and compounds. And it's only going to get more complicated as we add this fucking weird artificial, intellectual, technical, whatever these weird interfaces that we're going to be adding into it. Uh, fuck, dude. 
what? What was this podcast about? It was supposed to be about twenty twenty three, and it's about the, about that. the yeah. doom and gloom that's around the fucking corner. Doom and gloom? No, I don't think so. I think it's I, I think it's positive. It just it depends if you're. It depends on your identity. How do you identify? Is do you identify as a you know a heterosexual male, a, a you know a homosexual female, a transgender? I think you know it's opening up a lot of doors. Like where the point at which like there's really nothing the gender really does become fluid you know as long as the technology presents itself in that way and you're able to alter chromosomes and i mean there's there's definitely good to that there's bad to it too i think i think it's going to be real tricky in the beginning when we first start like people say that people do say like that there's a a rape nature to a, a guy or some a female that used to be a guy not letting the other party oh, yeah. know yeah, yeah, that yeah. they previously were a man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and weird. then, you know, puts that's them weird. in an awkward position or vice versa. Yeah, that's really Actually, weird. picked up from a transgender on TikTok that you're not supposed to put, uh, um, you're not supposed to put facial cleaner on your beard because of a chemical that reduces facial hair. Oh, wow. Because they're trying to grow facial hair. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, oh okay. shit! Because they're med- okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Females are going to become males, and, yeah. You know, it's inter- There's going to be a lot of eye opening about the the like the things you can learn from people who are just different than you. I don't think there's going to be any stopping this weird integration we're talking about. I do. You you're right to a, a degree where gender is going to be fluid. I just don't want to be caught up in the hatred. Like, that's the point that I don't want to be caught up in. It's not even that there's, I mean, there's definitely like a lot of hatred, but it's not that, it's just, people got to. I've been a hateful person. We got to approach, approach it with like nuance, you know, people got to understand what's being discussed. Like this conversation here, like we're not saying anything bad. And I definitely think that there's going to be, there's just going to be this weird evolution of the human body, the human species, but. There's also going to be like understanding and acknowledgement of a lot of things that we're going to, you know, come across or discover, you know, and I think that there is a fine line in. I've yet to be swindled by a transgender. I mean, that's a weird thing. But I've also had my house robbed by black people, you know. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, these are stereotypes. Fair. Okay. So I'm just saying I I have had hate in my life. I'm trying not to do that in 2023 and. Beyond, and I'm trying to know better, you know, when those scammers do enter into your life. Like, how do you... Scammers, that's a good way of putting it. How do you avoid scammers, it? Scammers, scanners, also kind of funny, because Scanners was that futuristic movie where the robots took over, right? The cyborgs took over. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Damn. Scanners, I mean, that, that's like... That that's a whole other, like, thing. Like, Lex Friedman did a... An, uh, a book review of 1984 again. It's like, oh, bro, the surveillance state is nanny state whole conversation. Like it will blow your mind if you don't, th- if, if you're someone who's not even thinking about but social dude, credit all, scores and stuff like that. It's the big brother or nanny state is all over the place. Like there's, yeah. there's, well, you are big brother. I am big brother. I'm, we're all looking oh, at yeah, each other yeah. and oh, judging. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Oh yeah. That's true too. Through the guise of like social media and how we're going through. And yeah, that's true. Google maps. I fucking hate these people. Fucking five, Reviews. zero stars. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Zero stars. No business for you. Man. That's also dangerous. <laughs> that's just, oh, man. Well, I just like, 
what is true is if you are uh, an employee or an entrepreneur, just buckle up, buddy. <laughs> like, get ready for everything to change. And in the next two, three months, like, boom. Like, what do you think is going to happen in the next two or three months? Two, three months. Visualizations, deep fix. China just uh, uh, banned outright deep fix. Oh, that's probably You don't good. know what you're looking at. That's probably good. That's probably good. No idea what you're looking at. And they're not going to do that in America. The Western world, they're not going to do that. Because they established... Look, the, the president of the United States has doppelgangers that are intended, if he gets taken out, that... He'll re-resurrect like like Jesus, you know, to exist what are again. You talking about? You haven't heard about presidential doppelgangers? I mean, I've heard of like Manchurian candidates, and I've heard of like the potential to like not like a doppelganger. I've heard that they've had like standards. If there is a, yeah, like a fake, there's, there's someone a known threat to the president. Yeah, they have someone else that's going to be in the black van they that's know, supposed to be or the president exactly. looks like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The president will never go down in the United States of America. Never. Again? Ever again. Not since Abraham Lincoln. Kennedy? But, did he die? Yes, Kennedy died. Did Kennedy die? Stop. That's not even well, a real Illuminati. It's not even a real theory. His head exploded on national television, sir. His I, I'm not, I'm only Is Kennedy still alive? I mean, I wasn't around at the time, but you know That is true. We um, Maybe we, that didn't even happen. Maybe we're a generation that's in the matrix and that shit didn't even happen. I'm just saying, like, I wasn't around during that time, so I have no idea. I'm pretty sure his head blew off. If I, <laughs> I in the videos that I see, that's what I see, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know because you know now with the way that the media is basically oh, entertainment. I don't know. Are you at anything. a state where you like can? Do you? Do I know something? No, no, I know no, no, nothing. no. I know that was my good. <laughs> I guess a better way of asking: Do you contemplate if like you're in an actual reality? Like, do you contemplate that, like, what you see and experience is or is not real? And do you think that you can indistinguish the two? Well, I think that picking up a water bottle feels real. Okay. What I see uh, on television, I see potentially as fake. Okay. You know, like, they're real. There's there are things that are real to me and things that are, like, I think to everyone like could be Kennedy, just dismissed. The, okay, the Kennedy thing, though, like... I'm not a lunatic. I'm not going to give a shit about that. Well, no, but his like his head did get blown off. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Footage. Like I don't care if it's real or not. But what it doesn't do you think matter. It was? Doesn't matter. I mean, it kind of does. It's fake. You think it's fake? It's fake. It never happened. It didn't exist. It was so real. Oh my fucking god! Unbelievable. It changed the the history of humanity for all and ever. If it was real or if it wasn't fake, I don't. I don't whatever. It doesn't matter. It really does not. It's almost disingenuous. I feel bad because like then you apply that to like nine eleven and like shit I like triggered that. Triggered you or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> did, I, did I hit a nerve? No, like I'm just saying like it gets to the point where it's like, is anything real? Right? That's the question you're asking me. Is like the reality? You well, know? no. I guess I'm, I'm asking. I guess what impact does that question of what's real and what's not real have on your life? Like it's do you getting way less. You contemplate that a lot. Way less real. Really. 
You think way that, less. Oh, that's a horrible word. Do you? Uh, we th- just talked about transgenders, like knowing what a female is or what a male is. That's pff, within five years. That's gone. Five years pff, gone. Robots, trans- chromosomes, zaps to the brain, pff, gone. Robot wow. dogs running around the streets. Wow. Fucking helicopter. You think we're going into you think we're going into Zombies. like apocalyptic. How long do you think we're okay? I <laughs> I don't know. Take acid. I don't know. How long do you think we're going? How long do you think Take Earth acid. is like I'm not like it's weird. What do you say? <laughs> what is the question? What is the question? I don't know. You were rambling. You said, I, asked, I asked like half a question. How long Earth exists? I said, how long do you think we're going to keep... Earth is... Well, I was going to ask you, how long do you think Earth, how it is, is going to continue? You know, there's only but then there's only like, 12 points that you can get on the dice of Monopoly. That's the maximum amount of roll that you can get. Is it how many times can you go around the board? I don't know. But you can only roll the maximum 12. Right. That's it. I think that's a fucking great way to end this I think that is the most perfect way to end this episode you can only get 12 on the Monopoly board uh, man we gotta it's not the same in Risk I played Risk the other day with my brother he got it you can roll more than like more than 6 I've never I didn't even risk. realize you could roll more than 6 cause there's like cards that add 1 to your your, your attack dice oh, and you're sure. like Seven? What? That blows my mind. I also didn't know this. That in Monopoly, you can... It, this really works if you're just playing one person. But How do you, you go, play one person Monopoly? No, two two people. You're only oh. playing one other person. Ew, that's boring as well. Let's say you play more people. But you, you can go around the board, put your... Uh, Put the properties up for auction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can basically steal the whole board. Uh, well, can't you put your properties up for auction if you're losing money? Mortgage. Oh, mortgage. That's right. Put them up for mortgage. But if you bought, well, if you go around the board and you do auction on every single one of the properties, that you can make the person go in the direction of bankrupt, and then if they have no capital, buy everything for one dollar. Hmm. That's how the elite have made it. Oh, well, they. I mean, they compare. Yeah, the monopoly. Game gentrification, pulling everything out and out from under. Everyone who built the thing, steal the thing. Masons versus Freemasons. Damn, fuck, my brain just. Only because I feel like you or you messaged me earlier and said that you wanted to be a thought leader in like, in what you want to be a, really matter. a thought leader. Well, it does because I think you should just be a thought leader in general. I'm a goddamn thought leader. I'm leading these thoughts. Yeah, you are, dude. No, I'm kidding. I'm not Dan Bilzerian. Oh, you meant or... thoughts. Oh, no. <laughs> you meant the thoughts, bro. The wor- oh, the shit. English the English language is dead. It's dead. I don't know what the leading language is. Probably Cantonese or something like that. Mandarin. You know, Mandarin. I don't know. I think Mandarin is Mandarin. I think so. So it's like, man, I don't I don't speak Mandarin. I speak part abonics and part regular English and Southern English and these other <laughs> versions of English. But, you know, so I'm trying to correlate. You said something earlier. You said a rap. I heard you rap. You said, this is like this. Oh, scanners, scammers. 
I think it wasn't rapping. I was just, I, I thought it was funny that we were talking about AI and you said scammers. And I was just thinking that that cyborg movie was called Scanners. And Yeah, you're correlating things that should be uncorrelated. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But they are. You know, yeah. that's so, the conspiracy theory thing, right? Like all the dots somehow connect. Yeah, the Pepe Silva. Like yeah. a. Pepe Silva. I don't know what Pepe that Silva. is. You're on. I don't know what that is, but like the red string. That's the Pepe Silva. The... Pepe Silva. Pepe Silva. That's him. That's Charlie in the mailroom. Of it's always oh, sunny. Right. He's got the Pepe Silva strings everywhere because the mail just keeps coming in. The mail never stops. It just keeps coming in. It's coming in. Everybody gets mail. Never goes anywhere. Never does anything. It just keeps coming in. Mail, mail, mail. Don't know why. Yeah. And it's all going to Pepe Silva or so. And I don't know who Pepe Silva is. He doesn't exist. He's got all these red strings. That's life. That is a fuck. That is if you try to put together your mm-hmm. idea of yeah, life yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. pepe yeah. silva graph yeah and pepe silva was somebody at the bar at the well they worked in a mail room and he didn't exist yeah but he was someone that mail kept coming to and his name he couldn't find his him. name yeah pepe silva yeah mm. pepe Dude, silva that's so weird you know pepe silva you, still, you get mail here that's in somebody's random name oh oh random mail yeah for like whoever used to live here every now and then dude so i swear to god me and becca were joking about this we just never stopped getting the mail like we were stacks bro you saw you've come over here before yeah, with our stacks yeah, of yeah. mail we have a bur- i have a fucking fire pit in my backyard that's where i put all my junk i've been just... throwing away all the las vegas coupons man dude. fucked up oh yeah you did you fucked up hard yeah we haven't talked about that yet that'll be on the 20 that'll be on the proper 2023 episode i legit this is the second episode this is a standalone episode. We went so off course, but I love it. It's what we do. Uh, How long have we been going? Uh, an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And so to the, oh, what was I saying? You threw me off. The mail. Keeps coming oh, in. yeah. So we actually went and stopped a lot of our mail. Yeah, oh. she went and fucking canceled a bunch of shit. Yeah, you have to do that. You have to go in. It's weird. You can go to a website and it can tell you who you're receiving your mail from. It's like mm-hmm. a post office thing. Mm-hmm. And you can go in and like cancel them. Yeah. And f- all of our credit card shit, nice. all that. Yeah. I mean, we had to. It was fucking disastrous. Yeah. I don't ever know what to talk about down, on these things because the future is there. the future. The future is the future. And the, 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 the other episode, I don't the know if it's going to come. Is like, I don't know if it's going to come before people are living on. or after. But I mean, we generally talk about the year to come. And what I wanted to talk about is your projects. I mean, this is, this is going to be episode 102. And, and 103. We'll have to talk about the fact that we're going to do something for South by. We are. And but you're going like to do said, a conference or two this year. And uh, that's well, what we're going to pr- talk about. We're going to talk about the, yeah. the goals. But, yeah. bro. We content. That's for sure what I'm going to be focusing on. Content. We're going to be focusing on us and what we're going to do, like, per- personally. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you got a lot I of personal goals. I hope everyone was entertained with the craziest. I know that you got a lot of professional goals. And I know that we're going to talk about it. Uh, they were entertained with the craziness and I got to thank you because we don't generally get to do this, man. We don't generally get to sit down and have like the deep convos and I hope nobody was offended. You know, we're just sitting here a couple couple of dudes shooting the shit. It's all love. We don't have no hate in our lives. Um, but trying to get rid of hate. Like I said, the world is a fucking weird place, man. And we're all, everybody, you fuck me up. I'm going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. 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 You're you listening to this. Know that the world is just an odd one. And uh, we all got feelings. We all got weird things that we're going through. And sometimes the best way to figure those things out is to talk about them and to communicate. And that's what this podcast is all about. And I feel like we got the first one. Trent, you were my very first guest of all time of the entire podcast history. You were my first guest. And it's now episode, even though it's more episodes. The podcast died. I resurrected. You're also on episode 102. And uh, I appreciate you, man. 
<laughs> and 102 and 103 because we're doing that episode we're gonna go get some lunch and, yeah we're gonna figure this out but anyways what do you want to plug um on this episode yes. i'd like to plug the fact that i am creating content and if you would like to follow me i'm on the tiktok uh, and um you know publishing everything else but um, my own podcast trent knox show on all the podcast networks thank you what's the tiktok trent knox trent knox tv Trent Knox TV on TikTok, Trent Knox Podcast, Trent Knox Show. Trent Knox Show. On all the platforms, iTunes. Yep. So I follow that. Cool, man. Uh, appreciate you. I love you as always. Love you as well, brother. Thank you for doing this. Brother.